0: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host Samson Folk and I'm breaking down the Raptors loss at the Scotiabank Arena to the Charlotte Hornets 115-114 on Jeremy Lamb's skyscraping prayer that he vaulted from beyond half court. So we're going to start it off with the first quarter. Marcus All got the start which was a bit surprising because I thought for myself that Serge Ibaka would be getting a start tonight to match up with Bismack Biombo and to help trap Kemba Walker when he had the ball in the perimeter I thought that was something they're going to look at doing obviously that wasn't a very large problem because Kemba was limited to 15 points although he did pass out of the traps pretty well but anyway that's how the center rotation shook up to start the game anyway the start of the game was pretty good honestly um, Marcus Gasol passed the ball really well he made the first shot of the game as a three, which is what we want to see. We want to see Marcus Gasol stretch the defense out a little bit because he has to. I mean, one of the things that Jones Valanciunas wasn't able to do, even though he did hit a good percentage of, from the three-point line, he didn't really space the floor out. I know we all have heard death taxes and JV threes, but other teams didn't pay that any mind. So Marc Gasol starting off the game with a three-pointer, really great. Pascal Siakam hitting three, Danny Green Getting in on the action, all really nice things to watch, and a great progression for the Raptors, and another really good start for them, which they've been you know putting together outside of like Detroit Pistons games. So something really nice to see there. Marcus All got the start, like I said, um, starting alongside him with Siakam at the three. Kawhi Leonard played his third game in five nights, which is the first time he's done that this year. Actually, the two Danny Green of course, and the one Kyle Lowry, actually came back. A sprained ankle, who uh, he sprained his ankle when Mitchell Robinson, the vaunted, the very famous man who the award is after on this podcast, fell on his ankle, spraining it. And now he came back, he got back into the lineup. He played a pretty mediocre game. He had a couple, you know, inspirational drives during the second half to keep the Raptors in it. He was grinding all the way to the rim, putting his muscle into the guy, just getting the ball above the rim, rolling it in classic Kyle Lowry stuff. And so it was nice to see and it actually turned out that the Raptors had their full roster together for the third time through all the games in the year so far. Which Nick Nurse was very happy about. The team was very happy about. It's exciting to have the team at full strength again. So that you can work some new rotations in, so you can look at what might work, what won't work. And I understand why Nurse was excited. As a I was at the game as a fan, it was exciting to know that Kyle Lowry was going to play, Kawhi Leonard was going to play, and we're going to see tinkering with rotations that we hadn't seen to that point, different lineups, and Nick Nurse, he responded after the first half, which was not really defense heavy, and the Hornets sustained the Raptors' early run, the Raptors' hot shooting off the start, and came back mostly through Campbell Walker's sheer force of will. And Willie Hernan Gomez playing some decent minutes on the inside. Serge Ibaka didn't play very well off the start. So that was a problem early on. With that, you know the hot shooting sustained the Raptors for a bit. Pascal had a pretty inspired half. Fred Van Vliet had a lot of... He had three baskets that were all pretty unique and pretty gutsy and just great shot making. Kawhi, he, he took it easy. Kawhi had a pretty easygoing game until the very end. He did his thing in the first half. He was checked out on a lot of possessions. He was just letting Siakam do what he wanted, hanging back. And the real problem with the first half minutes, I think, was Jeremy Lin. I mean, Nurse tried a couple different things where he was trying Van Vliet and Lin, but it was not successful at all. And for obvious reasons. I mean, Lin has had a lot of problems early on playing with the Raptors. He's not able to create the way he'd like. He's not able to pass the way he'd like. His defense is, you know... The effort looks like it's there, but the, the actual qualitative outcome is up in the air as far as that goes. And his offense has been kind of tragic for the Raptors. It's not something they've been able to to look to him for. The offense tanks every time he's every time he's on the floor, and that's that's not really what they brought him in for. They, he's not known for his defense, which has been the better half of his playing so far. He's known for his offense. He's known for his pick and roll prowess, a bit of shot creation bit of shot making something the Raptors really needed after watching you know the first 55 games of the year you could say and you could look and say the bench needs a little bit of scoring punch added to it a little bit of shot creation added to it but Jeremy Lin hasn't been able to do any of that yet save for maybe two games so far but he didn't have it tonight and so the Raptors struggled there in his minutes nurse went away from that in the second half which kudos to him I would have as well and just the, an early take from the very start of the game was Marcus Gasol and Pascal Siakam, they dominated the Hornets front court. It seemed like a good choice, and the Raptors came out hot because Siakam and Gasol bullied Bismack Biombo and Marvin Williams. It wasn't, it wasn't something that you had to worry about. Watching the game is very clear that the advantages came from there. And after that, the Hornets tried to zone to try and stymie that. But the Raptors' hot shooting just kept laying it on afterwards, which was great to see. And I'm not sure why the Hornets tried that, especially with when Serge Ibaka came in and they had a lineup of shooters the Hornets were trying to play zone. And obviously it didn't work. I mean, there's not many teams you can play zone against, especially if you're going to play the type of quality of zone the Hornets were playing, which was pretty low quality. Um, it was really exciting after the second half it started. Really exciting, actually, because we got to look back at something that's been a staple of the past year and a half, which is really good. Lowry Fred minutes to start of the second, and that kind of ebbed and flowed into a trying time for the offense where Marcus All was getting a lot, a lot, a lot of elbow touches, and he wasn't being aggressive or assertive with them. And so what happened was all the Hornets defenders stayed home on shooters which was a big problem because Marc Gasol wasn't going to take it in single coverage and go get a bucket, which is something I think we're all crossing our fingers for, something we desperately want to see in the playoffs. Excuse me. And with that, I mean, if they're going to stay at home on the shooters, and Marcus All, I know he loves to pass. He loves to dip and dunk off the elbow. He likes people to cut around. He likes the DHOs, the dribble handoffs. He likes all of that stuff, but... When he's played straight up like that, say it's Willian and Gomez, Marvin Williams on a mismatch, Bismack Biombo, who had a great reception from the Raptors crowd, of course. But if it's any of those guys, he has to know that that is technically a mismatch for him. And he has to take it to the rim. And he has to outfox him. And he has to... He has to go in the post and get his points from there. It was a problem that a possession ended with him dribbling in from the three point line, spinning and taking a post fade. I mean, that's not what he's brought there for. And it's not that he was just left with the ball with the shot clock winding down. It's that he turned down a shot earlier in the shot clock. He turns down a lot of good shots. And I understand when he's rolling to the rim, finding the guy in the corner, things like that. Yes. Keep looking find the really efficient shots the great shots but if he has single coverage in the post and there's no obvious you know mismatch to be weaned anywhere else on the floor because of the attention paid to him then he has to just score like you just have to score the ball and that's where i'm not inviting any jonas falanchunas marcus all debates here but that was one of the things that like jonas falanchunas could do off the bench is come punch the other bench unit in the mouth any actually any big man and score over top of them we're missing a little bit of that and the passing is great the passing has been phenomenal the Raptors have been shooting the three-pointer way better since Gasol's arrival passing way better since Gasol's arrival we just need a little bit of that post presence to offset defenses when they sit on him like that and they invite that in and if he's not going to take it the Raptors are going to struggle in those minutes that happened that's something that was a problem and that that kind of sparked uh, a scoring drought for the Raptors and catching up for the Hornets and that wasn't that wasn't great that was something we didn't like to see and poor poor, uh, transition defense was paired with that as well they're losing a lot of shooters in transition kind of lackadaisical getting back and it actually ended up leading to really strange stats I mean Dwayne Bacon I saw William Lou tweeted it out Dwayne Bacon has 18 made threes on the year but he made five triples in the third quarter that's That's kind of nuts, and the Raptors, who did give up 18 triples tonight, they were trapping Kimball Walker. He did have 13 assists, and honestly, the Hornets shot well from downtown. That was a big story, and maybe if you want to say they made 17 because of Jeremy Lamb's prayer from half court, fine. But the Raptors, they, they were pretty lazy on switches, really lazy in transition, and the Hornets who are a team comprised of NBA players, obviously, had no problem hitting open threes. At, and of course, they shouldn't. I mean, an NBA player can hit an open three. you Everyone sees them warm up. Everyone can see Joakim Noah hit down six in a row. Even on a bad day, these guys shoot. And if they're wide open, a lot of them are going to make it. And the Raptors played really, really lazy defense. And the Hornets made them pay for it. They're sitting down 12, like at the start of the fourth quarter. How do you come back from that if you're not going to play defense? And the answer was there. I mean, Siakam had a great fourth quarter defensively. Norman Powell came in, had like three steals, had lots of quick baskets, hit one from downtown. He supercharged the energy and he was he was incredibly impressive. He did something great tonight. He was he was very impactful off the bench brought a lot of energy, and he kick-started a run that brought them back into the game. As far as how the game ended, I think we all know how. The Raptors played really, really great defense. A lot of what the Hornets were trying to do was get switches for Kemba or for Lamb. But usually, and thankfully, because the Raptors went small, Siakam and Leonard were the big men, which was fun to see, definitely. Van Vliet finished the game as well next to Lowry and Danny Green. So you had Siakam and Leonard at the center, well, at the forward positions, let's say, and they played really well there. It was really fun to see, and anytime the Hornets tried to score down the stretch, when they would get the switch, Siakam was playing incredible defense. Leonard as well. It was staggering how great the defense was that they played. The Hornets had trouble getting any shots off, and the only shots they made down the stretch happened to be when they passed the ball around really crisp, and found themselves when they got Lowry and Van Vleet stuck in the paint. Outside of that, Siakam and Leonard's defense and and Kyle Lowry's and Fred Van Vleet's was all very, very good. Really impressive defense. Something you love to see, and a really good indicator for the playoffs, especially with Leonard. You know, who's an athletic freak, but has looked quite flat-footed this year, especially when he's attacking the rim. He's a lot more likely to take a layup than he is to throw it down. We've all seen the San Antonio Spurs clips where he's a monster attacking the rim, like a verified monster. And he got over for an incredible is it goaltending, is it not goaltending block. That was that was huge in this game. And that's him as a help side defender. And Siakam played great help side defense as well. These two mixed with a lot of energy from Green, Van Vliet, and Lowry, of course. But these two, mainly Leonard and Siakam. They, they were stalwarts on defense. They completely changed the dynamic of that game because the Raptors were horrible on defense. They were giving up so many easy shots. They were missing so many rotations. And if they were even getting the rotations, they were late. But the Raptors, they switched the whole thing. They flipped it on his head because Nurse went with that small group at the end, which kudos to Nurse. That's I like that move, especially with Ibaka having, you know, a so-so night. Gasol, obviously, wasn't going to punish the team on offense, so they went with the small lineup, and Siakam and Leonard played awesome defense, and I'm really looking forward to that for going into the playoffs. That's a great indicator to me of part of this team's ceiling, as was the first quarter with Gasol. Those two things are the big takeaways from this game. I didn't mind the loss that much. You hate to lose on that shot. Kawhi Leonard... Obviously, the the clock management was a bit off at the like the possession that left four seconds on the clock. And then obviously, the hornets hit that shot, lamb dribbled it out, <laughs> oh past half, hit it, and being in the arena, it was actually kind of funny because when the shot dropped, the fans didn't know what to do with themselves. So instinctually they just, Boo they didn't know what to do. They were just like, What madness is this? Are you kidding me? Like this the refs did it? This isn't fair, this isn't real life. It, but hey, it dropped in. It was a skyscraper. It went 80 feet up in the air, maybe more than that, and it dropped in, kissed off the glass, and Jeremy Lamb won them the game. The Raptors played like six really inspired very very encouraging minutes and we're still we should be disappointed with the type of defense that was played for most of the game that's not something you like to see but one of the best things from that game was that last finishing stretch which was just extremely extremely potent defensive potential oozing out of all the players there and something we love to see now let's move on to the awards the mitchell robinson award obviously should be going to uh, Dwayne Bacon. The guy made five triples in the third quarter. The third quarter is the 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 quarter that bugs everybody in this one because no matter what the Raptors tried to do, Lowry taking it to the rim, struggling through contact, getting the ball up, kissing it off the glass, and then the ball just coming back down and Dwayne Bacon hitting a corner three, is that's demoralizing, especially when you look at Dwayne Bacon as not even close to a shooter, especially you see Michael Kidd-Gilchrist is out, Tony Parker is out, Cody Zeller is out, and you see that they came, like the Hornets just won a game in Boston, and they're on a back-to-back, and they shouldn't have won this game. You're disappointed, and and, and you should be, And but Dwayne Bacon was a huge part of that. I mean, shout out to him, I guess. I haven't seen very many players have that hot a night from three just randomly after, um, sorry, after playing, well, the type of game that doesn't take a lot of threes. It's just an impressive night for him, but he's definitely, he's the villain, because without Dwayne Bacon's uh, contributions, obviously the Hornets don't take this one home. The Reggie Evans Award, I thought it would be a great night to give it to Norm Powell, who was, he was awesome. He was a monster tonight, at least I thought so. He was, he was a plus eight, which is big in a in a one-point loss. And a plus eight is yeah, like I said, big in a one point loss. But not only that, but he was a major, major piece of the comeback. He he was everywhere on defense and he had those sneaky quick buckets on offense that are a huge part of getting back in the game. He shot it from downtown. He hit a triple. He didn't make any mistakes. Like we saw Oji Ananobi had a tough game. He made a couple bonehead mistakes and he wasn't able to leave his imprint on this one. Norman Powell did the opposite. He was crisp making his decisions on offense. He was electric on defense. And overall, he was just a massive benefit to the Raptors in this one. I really enjoyed his game. And that's something I'd like to see from him going forward, of course. Um, I'm just going to go and see... The quick reaction comment, which I'll be taking from raptorsrepublic.com. I'll be reading the um, ad for this one. So this podcast is sponsored by Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. The lawyer insurance companies don't want you to know about. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get them working for you. And once again, a big thanks to them. The quick reaction is loading right now. So bear with me. It'll be about three, four seconds here. Just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And... Here we go. DS. Sorry guys, forget the last play, but I have a hard time believing that this is a championship team. It shouldn't have even been this close. Hmm, <sighs> my thoughts on that. It was like it was disappointing to see the Hornets like I laid out before, all the reasons, all the factors that had built up why should the Hornets have been in this game? Hot shooting mostly and lazy defense from the Raptors. Does that disqualify them from being a championship team? I disagree. I'm obviously looking at this with a half glass full sentiment, because, like I was saying, the end stretch, the defense that I was really happy with, the early stretch, the type of offense that was played through and with Marcus All was something I really liked, and the like the variety with which the Raptors can be dominant is impressive to me, and I have faith that they'll put it together. So, DS, who is you know shout to him he's a good commenter I don't think he says anything bad ever on there but I, I politely disagree with him. I I it's tough to be a championship team in this climate with the Golden State Warriors doing what they do obviously but as far as in the vacuum of the East getting to the finals, the Raptors have a lot of different styles in their bag that they're perfecting that they're crafting and that they lean on. And once they find the best, that's, that's when this team starts to look really great. And I think and I believe that that will be in the playoffs. And I think that's it for tonight. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Samson Folk for the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I hope you have a great night. Have a blessed day tomorrow morning, whenever you listen to this, and see ya.
1: Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. Dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say